Hello, and welcome to True Horrors with Megan Rachel. Every week, we discuss a horror film and the true stories that inspired, influenced, or bear striking resemblance to them. Be warned for spoilers and adult themes. I'm Meg. And I'm Rachel. And this is True Horrors. Hello and welcome. Oh, that was very professional. Nice job. Thank you. Making up for last week. Yes, you sure are. I'm not Uh, helping. I will not. Oh, that's like that, is it? Is it like that? You know the kind of week I've had. Like, it is (laughs) like that. Ooh, the mail truck is going by, which means my ring is here. Good. She lost a ring, reordered it. Yep. Reordered it in rose gold this time rather than yellow gold. Mm. Yeah. So this week we did Child's Play, which weirdly enough, I've seen a lot of the Chucky movies, but never this one. That's amazing. Um, I feel like very odd. The the time that the Simpsons did it was enough for me. I was like, I feel like I got the gist. Um, I had hoped never to watch this movie, but here we are. I think either you're afraid of dolls or you're not. Yeah. And so that really goes with what your feeling of this movie is. Like, I'm not afraid of dolls at all. I just kept thinking like punt him punt him well, right across the like it just he dolls do not scare me yeah you know i hate dolls um, i know I hate dolls i hate puppets i hate mimes i hate clowns like i hate everything that looks human but isn't um <laughs> i do <laughs> they all live in the uncanny valley and i hate them but the th- i will say once he starts moving around he's not scary anymore and i was i was like throw him in the fire throw him in the river, like throw him in the lake. So many places you could throw this doll. It's Chicago. I just feel like I loved it being Chicago. I was like, Wabash. Um, I just feel like if, unless he surprises you, I don't understand how you can't just like chuck him. Mm -hmm. Like, but okay. So the opening sequence of this movie, it was just like when we were watching Friday the 13th and I was like, is that, was that Kevin Bacon? I was like, (laughs) Is that is that the guy who plays the prince in the in the is that the guy who plays Humperdinck in the Princess Bride? <laughs> when I was like, is is the serial killer the guy who plays the like henchman in the Lord of the Rings too? Like the in the I'm like, what is this movie? <laughs> he was definitely I was definitely right on both counts, mm-hmm. but it was like the very beginning. I'm like, what? Like I guess okay, okay, very odd. Mm-hmm. I also was bummed out the. Entirety of this movie because I just kept being like I don't see how this ends well for this family because a lot of times in movies like this there aren't body counts like this but not only right. are there body counts but the child's being blamed for it and right. so he's six so you usually can't like charge a kid that young with murder mm-hmm. but like I was like I really don't know how they get out of this mm-hmm. and so it was like bumming me out the whole time that like I was like I don't see how this can end in a way that this family isn't screwed, you know? Right. I felt bad for that kid because he just wanted a friend and he was sad. and He was so darn cute. He was so darn cute. Also, going back to other roles that these actors have, the mom is in Star Trek four. She's the woman who takes care of the whales. She's also was the mom in seventh heaven. I I knew you were going to follow up with that, but more her more important role is in Star Trek four, the best movie (laughs) ever made. Gracie's not just pregnant. She's very pregnant. I'm, I'm, you know, it's interesting to see a serial killer that knows Latin. <laughs> I was, he wasn't speaking. As we find out later in the movie, he wasn't speaking Latin. What was he speaking? 
Haitian or something like that because he was practicing voodoo. Oh, right. Because this movie was from the 80s and then we have that fun, casual racism in the 80s. I definitely thought, because I, I just read the note that I wrote when it started, and I was like, oh, does he speak Latin? I, I originally assumed it was Latin, too, because I like I, it, I didn't have subtitles for it. But then, yeah, we go to the um, the voodoo priest there toward the end, and I was like, ah, cool. We're, we're going the casual 80s racism route and having it be voodoo. It was also just very odd like that. We'll get to that. But that whole part was so weird. <laughs> so weird. Um, that escalated so quickly. That toy store blew up. I know. How? And it got struck by lightning. And apparently lightning does that. I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe it went voodoo lightning. Voodoo lightning. Um, also, I would just like, how does this toy end up in this child's possession? But then they, mm-hmm. they answer that pretty quickly. Yep. But I was like, this is weird. Yep. Again, I think the very first shot of that doll is the creepiest. Like, hated it. Hated it so much. See, I think when he's like preparing that, what I thought was a latchkey kid breakfast, but then it turned out to be just very yes. sweet and he was making it for his mother. And they, it was like the good guy show. And uh-huh. then they went to announce the doll and it was the mascot. I was like, oh, that's the most terrifying thing in this movie is that mascot of it. Like with yeah. the weird head. Mm-mm. Not interested. Mm-mm. Unsubscribe. Ah, mascots are another thing I don't really like very much. I know. Yeah. Um, I wrote, it's a beautiful day to not be woken up at 630. Yes. Jesus Christ, go to bed, kid. I'm also very confused about the timeline of this movie because he's clearly watching Saturday morning cartoons, but then he has to go to school the next day. So like, I don't know, maybe he did it before school or were there cartoons on during the week? It still there seems are like always a, cartoons on. Yeah, but I, I, I said as soon as I said, it, I realized how stupid that sounded. <laughs> I meant like Saturday morning style cartoons. It's clearly a Saturday. It's supposed to be Saturday morning cartoons, right? I mean, yeah, I didn't know because there definitely was a block of Sunday morning cartoons when I was bro- uh, growing up. Okay, on like PBS. Right. So like, I don't know if that was, but no, you're right. It's a weird timeline because. And I also, he's six, so I guess he is going to kindergarten. He just turned six. Right. So he should be in kindergarten as opposed to it being some kind of weekend daycare. Right. But yeah, it should be Sunday. Yes. Because like we know for a fact that his birthday like happens and his, you know, his mom's friend is killed that night. And then like the next day he goes to school and everything takes place. It takes place over two days once like we meet the family, but like what two days of the week are they? Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Unless you want to say that it's just like early morning cartoons, like a yeah. weekday cartoon. And then it could just be any day. Because where does that kid go when she's at work? Right. So he's probably at school. Right. Also, it's clearly winter because he's bundled up in a, in a snowsuit. But the sun is way high in the sky at 6 30 in the morning i'm just saying i'm just saying yeah we definitely think about these things more than the people who made the movie about a doll <laughs> trying to come with the embodiment of a serial killer um also why did she put child's jeans in that big box i and also not just that she put all the clothes in that big box 
That was all she got him for his birthday. She didn't get him any toys. It's not just that she didn't get him the toy that he wanted. She didn't get him she any got him toys. the toolkit. She got him the, the good guy oh, toolkit. Okay. Yes. But then he that then Chucky uses for murder. Yes. Okay. Um I also really wanted Chucky to kill her boss. Like yes. I was like, do I really need this kind of capitalism in my horror movie? I know, right? Like I was like getting like I was like thinking when I worked like those kind of like service jobs, I was getting that kind of like panicky feeling when he was basically like, well, you have to work it now. Like, right. Or like, do you like having this job? I was like, oh, OK. No, none of us like having no. this job. I can't we imagine like not does. living on the streets. But yeah, even if that doll wasn't possessed, I wouldn't want it for my child. No. Like when it moved and like how it was supposed to be moving, right. I was like, that's stupid. I don't yep. like that. Hate it. I also really enjoyed the sound of his tiny feet running. <laughs> I was like, me, 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 me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you were like a serial killer. And now you're a stupid doll <laughs> with your stupid tiny feet. I feel like I could bully him to death. Like right? I bully, like when they bullied it to death. <laughs> Stupid bully adult to death. Mm-hmm. Oh man, she really th- flew through that window. I like, know. Like, How hard did he hit her with a play hammer? Yes. A child hammer. Like it's not like she slipped on a banana peel or something that would have been equally stupid, but at least made sense. But the thing is, he also hit her, and she was like six to ten feet away from that window. <laughs> And she just flew out of it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Also, going back to the the doll's tiny feet and the sound they make, I find it very weird that the detective thinks that that is the size a six-year-old child's feet are. Yes! They're, like, this big. They're, like... Obviously, no one can see me doing that. Have you never seen a child, Humperdinck? Like... (laughs) he's also only they- ever been in like old chinese aristocratic societies where they bind children's feet and therefore stay tiny forever also there's just like there's a lot to unpack with the idea that those would be the boy's feet like he had to get up there it doesn't look like anything's been moved like there's just a lot of action mm-hmm. that would have had to have been done that she wouldn't have seen like right. I also don't really understand why he killed her because he told, um, I guess it's because he's a serial killer. Right. But like he told um, Andy that he did it because she saw him, but she didn't. Right. She was suspicious of what was going on, but she definitely wasn't going to jump to it's the Chucky doll. Right. She. So like, I just think that if what he really wanted was to kill the cop and kill his ex-partner, he should have laid low. Right. Like, it was a weird choice. Well, because, like, he was clear. Like, I think he was trying to leave the apartment. And, yeah, like, she kept, he kept startling her. But if he had just left the apartment, he could have done it. Like. Yes, because, again, it, she would have checked on him and it wouldn't have occurred to her to look for the doll. It's just, like, it wouldn't have occurred to her. Also, I was kind of annoyed with the mom. I know she's, like, traumatized because her friend's dead. But, like, if your six-year-old son doesn't usually say things like that bitch had it coming, you need to find out where he heard that. Because, like, that's not something a child just says. That's something a child repeats. Yes. They don't come up with that on their own. And so, like, that really, like, again, 
if he said to me at that point in the movie, the doll said it, I would think something's going on as far as there's like a man somewhere who did this and Mm -hmm. he's whatever. But the idea that he is saying it, like, unless your kid has a history of saying things like that, like that is out of nowhere. That is so brutal of a thing to say. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird he was bringing the doll to school, but did you notice that someone else was bringing a good guy doll in as well? And I was like, oh, I guess this is just the kind of school where you can bring in almost life-size dolls just to like hang out with you in kindergarten. I mean, I used to take my Tamagotchi to school until we weren't allowed to bring those anymore. Yeah, but you could put it in your pocket. It wasn't like it was going to sit next to you like another student. Like (laughs) those dolls were so big. Those dolls were so big. Too big. Stupid big. Uh, And also it's the 80s, so no one cares about this kid on the train. No. He just gets right on. I was also looking at that, and I'm like, ah. So they really haven't updated the train cars since this movie. (laughs) Okay. And the thing is, it's not just that he gets on the train. It's that he gets on a train and goes to a really bad neighborhood. Because he he gets on a train going south. And like... (laughs) Again, it's the 80s, like when the crime rates were still real high. It's just bonkers. I can't remember where they say he goes, but it's like I I recognized it, like the area that they specifically name drop. I was like, that is really far south. Yes. And I don't know where he lives exactly, but closer to downtown, like they live in a pretty big building. So like he goes really far south. Also, okay, like once the... Once he blows up his partner and everything and they go to the police station, like, again, I'm not saying they should at that point believe the doll, but Mm. how do you think this six-year-old did this? You think he got on a train and decided to murder an ex-con by blowing up his house? Like, I hate you guys. Like, I was like... I'm not saying you should be like, hey, he's really got a thing. Again, the idea that the doll is supposed to symbolize an actual person who's making him do these. It doesn't make any sense. Also, she told he told his mother, Charles, whatever, whatever, was what Chucky's real name was. Yes. And at no point where they're like, it's weird that this random kid with nothing to do with it is calling his doll by the name of this dead serial killer and then went on to kill that dead serial killer's partner. Like, I know, there's just right? a lot of stuff that I'm like, the conclusion they draw is very weird. I'm not saying they should have just from jump and like, oh, that's a possessed doll. But they just don't jump to a conclusion that makes any sense. Like, why would this six-year-old boy all of a sudden start murdering? Right. And even if you did think he murdered his aunt, he then took a train to a bad part of town to blow yes. up a house. An abandoned house. And like kill this guy. Like it makes such little sense that like the fact that they're just willing to like institutionalize him is Mm -hmm. very weird to me because like, again, it's not like they ever say like, clearly the doll isn't real, but clearly there's someone like there, there must be some bad like man in his life that he's like projecting this onto, but no, it's that they think he did it. And I'm like, what a stupid conclusion. (laughs) So mad. I felt like it was a pretty accurate depiction of what cops are like. So, you know. Well, I was definitely like, I was definitely going like, oh, great job, Chicago PD. Like, (laughs) great job. Yeah. Another one to the the kid. Yes. Just close this one up and and go home early. Also, why did she take the doll with her? Like, even if, 
even if you don't think it's possessed, it's not a little, you don't think it's a little weird. Right. Although then she does start interrogating it. Yes. But like, I was like, you don't think it's like a little odd? Like, I still wouldn't, if like a child in my life said one of their stuffed animals was possessed and making them do things, I would take it away and I would destroy it. Yes. Because like, either way, I don't want it around. It's creepy. Yes. yes. Um, the batteries moment. Yes, A-plus. that's what I was going to say. To me, that's the moment this movie picked up and actually became, had some tension to it. Yes. 100%. Um, I also thought, I can't believe toys used to come with batteries. I know, right? They came with them. Please. In this economy. <laughs> um, but no, that was definitely. And then when she's very slowly checking the back of it to see if it does have batteries mm-hmm. like that all, that was good tension. Yes, that was good. But then, yeah, again, the doll starts moving around and it starts to become really campy want to know why everyone in this movie feels the need to get on their hands and knees and look under things can i just explain to you how i would never do that ever yes. you're leaving your face vulnerable to attack and you're leaving your back vulnerable to attack you're vulnerable mm-hmm. to attack get a broom yes. and just shove it under there yep exactly like Jesus. i kept yelling that at little andy when he was like trying to hide i kept being like andy get your back against a wall man I'm, he's at least six. Like, he has an excuse. Also, really took a turn with that peddler, didn't we? Yeah. Really, a really unnecessary turn. Like, what the hell? I thought he was going to, I swear to God, I thought he wanted her coat at first. I thought he was going to be like, well, yeah, you're going to, like, give me your coat because you're wearing, like, a nice warm coat and it's Chicago. And I was like, oh, no, he's he's trying to rape her. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, why, 80s? Right? Why, you need to why? explain yourself to me, the 80s. Yes, I'm still waiting on it. Because, like, I also was kind of snotty about it, like, before before we took that turn when he was like, this isn't enough. I'm like, bitch, it's more than you have. You live on the street. She at least lives in an apartment. She was giving you something, and she could always IOU it. Yes. Like, she found you fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Um, also, can we talk about cigarette lighters and cars? Yes. Yes. <laughs> also, speaking of that scene, why did he just, why did he keep accelerating? After a while, they made it clear that, like, Chucky got down there and hit the gas. But, like, that car never slowed down the whole time. Like, it, he had to have just kept his foot glued to the gas pedal the whole time he was being strangled by a doll. Like, Break. Hit the goddamn brake, man. Hit the goddamn brake because you're wearing a seatbelt and he isn't. Yes. So send him through the windshield. Yes. Also, it like really annoyed me. It's not that I wanted the cop to die, but how was Chucky having so much trouble stabbing him? <laughs> Why was he having so much difficulty? Is it because he's a useless, useless doll? Meg, he was a strangler, not a stabber. Oh. That's, that's why. He wasn't he playing to his strength. to strangle him. But he doesn't have big enough hands because he's a doll now. <laughs> I wrote that. I wrote. I'm like, what does this say? It's like, oh, I guess it's because he's a strangler. <laughs> like, he really just, he wasn't playing to his strengths. It was mm-hmm. real hard. Slam on the brake. Uh, s- slam on the brakes. He's not wearing a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. And then also slam on the brakes because you won't crash your car that way. Also, like, 
again, I understand it'd be difficult to believe a doll is possessed by a serial killer, but the fact that he was just like driving away and like pulled her out of the car, I'm like, you don't think some of this is weird? Like, yeah. this is weird at this point. Like, I'd be like, find me the corpse. Right. Like, at this point, like, something is going on. And just like, it's not that like this woman and child are crazy. Right. Also, didn't he hear the end of the ritual that like, he heard the whole thing? Yeah. So, like, it would be different. And then he if saw the lightning cop. strike. Yes. There's skepticism and then there's stupidity. See, and this is the kind of stuff that pisses me off in these movies. Because, like, what would it cost in some of these movies to go in with, like, a healthy skepticism, but also, like, hey, I don't want to be murdered by a doll, so I'll, like, be a little cautious. Mm -hmm. And, like, they never do. And I'm, like, I don't understand that at all. Like, it's kind of like checking every room in your house after you watch a scary movie. Like, Mm -hmm. for me... There's really no way that while I'm here, like there, there, there aren't many entrances or exits, right? you know, like, and I'm on a high floor, but it's like, when I do it, it's like, why not? Then I'm comforted by that. Like, why not do something? He had the weirdest apartment. His apartment had all the murals, like serial killer. Oh yes. Yeah. He sure did. It was so weird. And you know what made it even weirder? The fact What's- that you, when you went to the actual voodoo priest's apartment, his didn't look like that. So it's not like it was something he was told he had to do. (laughs) He could have just been an artist. Guess there's not a lot of strangling in that. Although. Yeah, I guess we're assuming strangling is his passion. Yeah. He could have been like a farmer. I I mean, I don't, again, there's, you don't, you don't usually strangle animals to butcher them, but he could have, could have been his, his thing. (gasps) Okay, so when he does go to the voodoo priest Mm -hmm. and he calls him an abomination, I'm like, okay, here's my question, though. What good could possibly have come from that spell? Like what that spell that you taught him that you're like, he perverted it. What was the use of it? Because you had to possess something's body. How could that not be evil? I don't know. That poor kid. And this also does answer a question I've been wondering for a while, which is why throughout all the movies is he still so obsessed with Andy? And I don't know if he still could take Andy's body over, if it's just vengeance at this point. But Mm -hmm. about halfway through the movie, I was like, why do you keep bothering Andy? Like, why is this still a thing? Because, like, the kid was in an insane asylum about halfway through the movie, but now I get it. Like, he was his only chance for getting a human body. I have a date with a six-year-old boy. I mean, let's not say that line. That's exactly what I said. So weird. Can we talk about the cell they threw that six-year-old boy in that they think is mentally ill? Uh-huh. Really freaked me out and really bummed me out. Like, I yeah. was super, he was so little and he was so scared and he was just like, help me, I'm scared. And like, it's don't let him kill me, I don't want to die. And I was like, mm-hmm. this actor, this child actor is really killing it, but I'm sad now. Like, <laughs> someone help that boy. Yeah. And he just turned around and left. Yeah, it's psychotic. Poor Andy. And it sucks because there's no way to explain it. Although, Mm -hmm. once again, you're thinking a six-year-old electroshocked a grown man to death. I just, like, again, the leap in judgment. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying they should have leapt to the doll, but that, like, there's something very weird about that, about the idea that he somehow, like, what is he, Damien from The Omen? Like, (laughs) the idea that he was able to get that electroshock onto his head and then shock him? 
It doesn't make any sense. No, it sure doesn't. I mean, do you know how to use one of those? I mean, I assume you just have to press like on, but <laughs> like, God, I hope not. I hope there are a few more steps to make sure stuff like this doesn't happen. I do not think they are in 80s electroshock. <laughs> you know what? You're probably right. I think, I think he literally just had to flip a switch, but I did like when he said we're friends to the end and to jump a little bit ahead. And he yes. was like, this is the end friend. I was like, amazing. He deserved that line because he was a champ. Also, Rachel, the voodoo man, how did he say to kill Chucky? The heart, because his heart was almost human. Yes, I... I was so mad. I'm like, I think this doll should maybe kill you all. (laughs) Maybe I am rooting for the serial killer now. She was there. She was there. He said it directly to her, and she just kept not shooting him in the heart, Mm -hmm. not stabbing him in the heart. It was insane how long it took. Not that I didn't enjoy his burnt out corpse hunting them down or his severed head trying to get his body to murder them. But like (laughs) the fact that they kept not going for the heart Uh was so annoying. Yep. Which like, I get why she would be shooting and not hitting his heart because she probably doesn't know how to fire that gun. But there were so many knives in the kitchen. We saw them like there were so many of them. And they also established that's the only way to kill him. So Mm -hmm. you're like, you're resting like he's dead, but he's not dead. Right. Not dead. (sighs) Not dead. Any more thoughts? Nope. Oh, I think we'd survive it. This was, I I said this during the Hills Have Eyes about the cop having a revolver. It was actually this movie where the cop had the revolver. I think we've mentioned before, we always record two episodes at a time. So I got them mixed up. I just, in case anyone was like, reel into the hills have eyes and they were like they didn't have revolvers it was this movie the cop had the again the cops issued weapon is a revolver and i um know a little bit about chicago pd and i know that they're not using revolvers that's um not even in the 80s not i'm sure they're not even using revolvers in the 80s i don't think revolvers are all that powerful a gun I thought it was his backup gun. Like I, cause he definitely had an, a gun on his side and a gun in his shoe. So I, I, I thought the revolver was his backup gun. And then it's just like, oh, well, like I have a revolver cause I'm really cool. I guess. I don't I, know. But I, I thought he, there were multiple guns. There were, that was definitely like on his ankle, but you would think it would still be like a police gun, whatever those are, whatever the police actually use. I know it's not revolvers cause it's not 1890 and we're not in the wild west. Okay, I think we'd survive this movie. Yeah, definitely. Because we would stab him in the heart. Because we can follow instructions. Also, neither of us, like, I might not be afraid of dolls, but I don't want to hang out with one. <laughs> like, I would just be like, nope, peace out, tiny yep. doll. <laughs> yep. Okay, so this movie has a direct inspiration. And it's uh, Robert the Doll. I hate it. Which... There are going to be some great pictures on our Facebook and Instagram from this episode because Robert the doll is chilling. Like he makes this doll look like cotton candy. It's really funny. I'm going to look it up. Okay. I hate it. Let's see. I'll look at some more pictures. Hate it. What's wrong with its face? Why does its face? I'll explain what's wrong with its face. Is it because people kept trying to stab it? No, it's really not. He's got a a little dog and I don't like the dog either. No one likes the dog. Okay. Now that you've got that visual aid, 
So Robert, oh, he's big. I'm sorry. I'm still looking at pictures. <laughs> he is also very big. Yes. Why he's is the doll so big? Rachel. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, now that we're all caught up, Robert was given to Robert uh, Eugene Otto. They called him Gene, the little okay. boy. He was given from his to to him by his grandfather in 1904. Okay. And there's some debate as to where the doll came from because, like, but not really. Like the museum where Robert lives, they say this is the story because, of course, then like a myth came up that like it was a normal doll, but then was cursed by a wronged housekeeper and like that's bullshit like so there's no evidence that that happened all the evidence is that he got it from his grandfather the thing that's crazy about it is it doesn't look like as you know if you've looked at the pictures it doesn't look like a doll any child would be given right um that's because it's been traced back to the and i was gonna look up the pronunciation and then i didn't but it's german okay the steif company s-t-e-i-f-f steif Stife. Okay, so that's the company that I know of because they made the first teddy bear. And I give teddy bears as a birth gift for all my nieces and nephews. And they're always made like from a company, like locally from wherever I'm living. Um, But there's a festival here where this company comes and they sell teddy bears. And so like four of my nieces and nephews um, have teddy bears from this company. Um, um, when is that festival and why don't we go to it every single year? It's the Christmas one. It's the, it's their Christmas one. It's amazing. And we should is it go the next German Sunday. Christmas market. Though? The open market. I love the German Christmas market. I do too. And I mean, it's like, it's hard because like pre COVID and stuff, right. The amount of people, it was yeah. always a little bit overwhelming, but I'd go down there and I'd go to their booth and they, it would just be crawling with bears and I would pick one out. Great. I had to order one online this time around. Right. But that doll, they don't know how it was sold because the company says it's a window display for like outfits. It's not, it wasn't it's, meant to be. They don't know how it got sold. It's a window display. It's a mannequin. Yeah. It's a mannequin yeah. doll. Just oh, it keeps getting worse. Doesn't like mannequins. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, they look human, but they're not. Um, and in case you're wondering about the sailor costume he's wearing, it was Eugene's. So it was jeans. Like, so he's like wearing actual costume. Yes. Like an actual. He's wearing his clothes. He's wearing that little boy's clothes. Why? Well, and I thought that was weird too, but my nieces sometimes dress up their dolls in like the baby's clothes, mm. like put it in a onesie and stuff. Okay. Like I'm pretty sure there's a Scooby-Doo wearing a penguin onesie somewhere in my sister's house. Okay. I guess that's fair. I just feel like everything you're telling me my question is why? And the only answer I could come up with is to give me nightmares. Oh, definitely. Well, I always thought that Jean died, that Jean died young. And so he was wearing the outfit of a dead child. He's not. <laughs> okay, good. But the, but the true story is, is not less weird. It almost <laughs> like I kind of wish he died as a child. <laughs> this man. Um, so Gene named the doll Robert after himself, but everyone called him Gene mm-hmm. and dressed him in his old sailor suit, which he still wears today. And he carried it everywhere. So like you see how big it is. It went everywhere with him. And he would talk about Robert like he was a person and not like he was a doll. Hate it. And as the like curator at the museum talks about, like what everyone can agree with, whether or not 
they think it was haunted is that he had a really weird and inappropriate relationship with this doll all throughout his life. I don't like that at all. <laughs> like that at I all. see what you mean. I, I kind of wish he had died as a child. <laughs> it gets worse. So the doll was huge, as you saw. Uh-huh. He would whisper to the doll, which mm-hmm. his parents were like, whatever. But then they would sometimes in their passing his room hear a response from a much deeper voice. I hate it. I hate it so much. Don't like that one bit. So I wrote again, he had a healthy, unhealthy relationship with that doll. So the parents um, would wake up to Gene screaming. And when they come into his room, he would be surrounded by overturned furniture. And then things started happening. He would always say Robert was doing it. Okay. Like mutilating his toys and stuff. Yikes. Here's a witness from outside the family. A plumber came to fix, to do repairs on their house. And even though there were no children present, he could hear children laughing upstairs. So he went upstairs and he saw that the doll had been sitting on a window ledge with like, like one of those big windows with like a bunch Mm -hmm. of stuff in its lap and it had moved to the other side and all the stuff was on the other side of the room. Like it had been thrown. I hate that. I hate that so much. Like, I hate that a lot. I I don't like the idea that it's moved. Mm -hmm. Also, with a lot of this stuff, it's like, how would he be doing it as a child? Like, how would he be like, there's just a lot of stuff that I don't like about it. So he grew up and he went to school and he got married. uh, Eugene, obviously, Mm -hmm. he went to art school and he came back to the house where he grew up with Robert. So the house is 534 Eaton Street in Key West. And the reason I tell you that is it's now a haunted B&B, Rachel. I'm not going to it. Damn it. If it were just because it's haunted by a doll. If it's haunted by a ghost, it's fine. I'm not going to a place that's haunted by a doll. He's not there, though. He's not present. He's not there? Okay. It's just that, like, this is where he was when he haunted. He's in a museum. Oh, okay. We can go to this haunted B&B then. So long as there aren't any other dolls there, are there? No, but I'm going to tell you more and I think you won't want to go anymore. Okay. So Anne <laughs> was um, Robert's wife or excuse okay. me, Eugene's wife. Robert was a doll. <laughs> he had no wife. And she did not like the doll or the relationship her husband had with it. So Jean had a compromise. So the house is like one of those old looking houses where it's like, I think it's Victorian style where then it it's like boop, boop. And then there'll be like a little almost tower part at the top, mm-hmm. which is like a attic. Yeah. So he cleaned out and furnished the attic with furniture and stuff. So his doll could live up there. And they didn't get divorced, huh? No. I know that I know that there's no such thing as uh, no fault divorce at this period. But like, I feel like if you went to a judge, you're like, judge, I have to divorce this man. He built a, a whole like furnished apartment for his doll. The, the judge would be like, yes, you can get divorced. So my thing is, I feel bad for this woman because it seems like she didn't realize this was a thing until she was already married and like right. moved back. And so imagine you're like married and you're like, it's a well-to-do family, Rachel. Mm-hmm. It's a nice house. It's a, so you got, I married well, I'm going to go live in, you know, Key West. And then he's like, this is my best friend, this doll, Robert, with this horrifying face. And she's like, I don't like it just roaming around. And he's like, okay, I'll make him a bachelor pad upstairs. Like he can have his own room. Like I said, divorce him. It's so creepy. So it's said that Robert did not like having to stay in that room. So he would sometimes be found in other places of the house and then would have to be put back, put back which I don't like fireplace. at all. Place. <laughs> oh, and Eugene bought him that stuffed animal for him. 
The dog. The dog didn't originally come with him. He bought it for him. I hate it so much. But can we talk about how he found a doll that was just as creepy to give his doll? Like, he really must have had to spend years searching for something that disturbing. (laughs) It's like, here you go, buddy. I don't know. I've seen some old stuffed animals and they are pretty horrifying. Absolutely terrifying. So he would often be seen outside the window, Mm -mm. like, to the point where people would no longer pass by the house oh my because God. they said he would move from different windows, which the thing about that is so either this doll is haunted or this man is sitting in the attic, like below the windows, moving the doll, like so that when people, when they turn away, he's in a different window and it's it. like, who has the time? <laughs> like that's the thing because like it, and they would said that like, it was like the doll followed you with its eyes, like oh, its head would turn and it. you'd like look away. And when you looked back, he'd be in a different window or he'd be gone. I hate it. I hate it um, so much. So people walked in different, took different ways. So they didn't have to pass the house because it was scary. Visitors would claim that they could hear footsteps when they came up from the attic, when they were like having dinner parties and shit. Oh, God. So Jean died in 1974 and Anne sold the house and she just left Robert in the attic. Oh, my God. Someone else's problem now. It is. It's Myrtle's problem. Because (laughs) a woman named Myrtle bought the house and Robert came with it. Also, you go up and you're like, oh, I just bought this house. And you open the attic. Like, did she not look in the attic and see? What if you were looking at a house, Rachel? And you go up and you're with the realtor and you open the door and there's just a fully furnished room with just that doll in it. I would find a new realtor. (laughs) Like, you... You had to know this was going on. I Like, you've lost my trust. There's just so many things that, like, aren't part of this story, but are kind of the things where they must have happened mm-hmm. that I find so funny because yeah. everything about this is creepy. I mean, maybe there are people who listen to this podcast who are like, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in possessions. I don't believe in spirit. But do you believe in creepy dolls? <laughs> like, just do you believe in things that are just, like, disturbing? And, like, why would you want to... I don't know, like imagine waking up and like going to get a drink of water and that thing is sitting in your kitchen. <laughs> like, <laughs> So here's the part that I really don't like. She oh, just God. continued to live in that house with Robert and she lived with Robert for 20 years. This random ass woman, including when she moved, she took him with her. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it at all. She's that I don't like the either. Curse with her. She's like, the curse dies with me. No, because then in 1994, she donated the doll to this museum, Fort um, East uh, Martello Museum, where he still is today behind glass. So people visit him Mm -hmm. and like you have to say hello and goodbye to Robert and you have to be respectful. If you want to take a picture, you have to ask. And the thing is, is and people leave him things. They leave him candy. Um, they leave him money and one, the curator was like, they also leave joints, which like, this is a museum, but they'll (laughs) leave him things. And you're probably like, but what if I don't want to be nice to him? Well, the whole thing is, is that he haunts people when they leave and bad things happen to people once they leave the museum who've been disrespectful. So he gets about one to three letters a day, letters or emails, and most of them are apologies and people begging forgiveness because they think after they were disrespectful to him, their lives, like people have gotten into car accidents when they left the museum, people have gotten broken bones and they write letters like 
begging forgiveness from this doll. I hate every single thing about that. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. Um, so what you're saying is we can't bully this doll to death. No. Okay. Like, I just, that's a chance I never would want to take. Like, to go there and then be like, oh, if you're rude to this doll, like, it's going to haunt you. Like, mm -hmm. I just don't want to take that chance. No, not really. Also, why go to be rude to a doll when you could just, like, not go be anywhere near that doll? I know, right? Um, so people leave him gifts. People write to him. So he's filled with cloth. He's, he's filled with straw. Whose job is it to read Robert the apology letters? I'm guessing it's this. It's his caretaker because he I keep a saying caretaker. I keep saying curator, but really they refer to her as his caretaker. I hate it. So what once else is they, in this museum? I don't know. I'm also curious about that. I should have looked that up. But once a year, she has to take Robert out of his case and weigh him and make sure like the Florida heat isn't affecting his like integrity because he's made of straw. Okay. Um, and she also, I think it's her. I think she reads the letters. People also send like baked goods and stuff. And she made it very clear that like, we don't eat them. And she said it's because they didn't want to take the chance. And I was like, do you not want to take the chance that some weird person poisoned it? Or do you not want to piss Robert off? Like, what <laughs> chance are you talking about here? <laughs> um, people say that, like, again, if you try to take a picture of him and you didn't ask, like, it won't turn out well. Like, that, like, the picture will be messed up. That people and who forked there have said they felt like his eyes following them. Like, that it feels like a presence. That, like... His facial expression seems to change. I don't. Um, oh, and I saw this note and I couldn't find it anywhere else, but I thought it was really funny. Every year in October, he's moved to the old post office and custom house, which is still in Key West for like the month of October. And then he's moved back. They must have a special exhibit about horrifying things I guess. that they. But yeah, like. I keep saying curator, but they definitely called her his caretaker. And she said that she's never had a problem with him and doesn't think he's haunted. It's like, okay. But if you don't think the doll's haunted, how weird is that job to have to like <laughs> go through the gifts and fan mail of a doll and read it to the doll? What's worse, like that he is haunted or that he's not? And this is just your job. Like you went to school for this. Yeah, because you really, like, you have to have, like, a special degree in, like, museums to do that. Um, so that's Robert the Doll. We'll have pictures um, on our Instagram and Facebook of his terrifying face. Um, now, here's my question. Is he going to somehow know that I'm talking shit about him and haunt me? It doesn't seem like it. I looked at Great. that. Like, it's directly at him. Like, you have Great. to know. Great. Um, this is just, like, a tidbit. But the museum got was up for like a grant a couple mm -hmm. of years ago and they were trying and it was something where like it seemed like people voted but that doesn't make sense so I'm like is that how grants work I don't think so but it seemed like they needed publicity for it so their Twitter page do you remember that picture that was going around I don't know how many years ago of one of the Kardashians where it was like people kept photoshopping it to put different people's face on it it was like um Either way, they put Robert's face on Kim Kardashian's body and they got a ton of attention and they got their grant. But well, I was like, them. I was like, that's I, I didn't even look it up because I'm like, that's a haunted image and I won't yeah. have anything to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, but that is it. That is Child's Play. And that is Robert the Doll who inspired many, if not most, of the haunted dolls that scare people today. Cool. Hate it. And next week? We are watching Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Which I'm going to say right now, we do not support Roman Polanski. But this movie is really good. And we do support Mia Farrow. Yes. So exactly. it's kind of one of those it's, balancing it's a, acts. Yeah. It's a but much area. like with Hitchcock, we'll be talking about how terrible he is. Yep. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.